It's the Good Stuff Smiles for Miles podcast with Bethany. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Good Stuff Smiles for Miles podcast. Um, I brought on another one of my teammates, and she is one of the fastest runners I know. Oh. She's super <laughs> sweet. So please welcome to the podcast, Miss Eva Daniel. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Eva, as you know, I like mm-hmm. to start my guess well with the question okay so in your opinion which running shoe brand is the best and why asics all the way asics all the way <laughs> <laughs> um just uh i tried brooks and my pt said i was running not very efficiently which like it's probably just for my body and it worked for some people but for me asics all the way Woo. <laughs> have to disagree with you brooks are the uh, best no asics are for walking Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> They're for walking. <laughs> okay, well, I want to start this uh, podcast off with asking you about FCA distance <gasps> running camp. Because yes. we've talked about that so many times on yeah. the podcast. But I want to know, what was your experience like at it this summer? It was just so good. Because I had Audrey Freyhoff for shout out to Woo! Audrey. She's but um, she just had so much wisdom to give. And... It's like a short time, but I felt like I learned a ton, so it was really awesome. I know. I love FCA. (laughs) It's always so sad to leave. I know. Because that day, I'm just like, can we do another one, like, tomorrow? I know, Let's just do it again. (laughs) Yeah. No, you were so lucky to get Audrey. I love Audrey. She's so good. She is very good. Not that I didn't love my huddle leaders. I love Liz and Dawson. Audrey's just so fun, though. It's so fun that we get to see her at some of, like, the meets. Yeah. Especially the college meets. Those are fun. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then I also want to ask you about, everyone probably gets tired of you talking about this, <laughs> oh but um, I want to ask you about the book Run the Mile You're In yes. by Ryan Hall. You talk about this book so much during practice, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of wisdom, so just, like, kind of explain, <laughs> kind of explain what that book is. Yeah, so um, basically it's by an Olympian Olympian marathoner named Ryan Hall, and uh, he's also a believer, and he just, so basically it has 26 chapters, and there's 26 miles in a marathon, and each chapter is a different topic, so I think it's like one's humility, and one's positive focus, I think, <laughs> and one's like, yeah, so it just has like a ton of different topics. And um, then he basically goes through and nails all of them, and he just has a super good perspective on everything running. So it's super helpful. Highly recommend going and reading it. Run the Mile You're In by Ryan Hall. Shout out to Ryan Hall. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah I love that book. It's, it's really good. And we did a Bible study on it, and that was really fun. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to hop into some running questions. So first one, do you think we should eat right before we run? And then kind of like part two of that question when do you typically eat when you know you're going to go for a run or when you're about to race? Okay, good question. So I think um, a lot of it comes down to knowing your body. Because I know, like, McKaylee, like, one of the girls on our team, she doesn't like to eat, like, a couple – I think it's a couple hours mm-hmm. before I she runs. So. Whereas, like, I like to snack a little bit up till when I race just because I like to have – not a full stomach because I don't think that's good for anybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, just have, like, a little bit in my stomach so I'm not hungry when I run. So I think it really depends on – like, you got to experiment – a couple meets before state, don't try something new today. <laughs> but, like, early in the season, like, eat what you're going to eat for the rest of the season before meets, and then just try it out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, got to learn your body. Oh, yeah. Listen to your body. However. Yes. <laughs> Listen to your body. Listen good, to your good. body. Good, good. Okay, so, um, 
Is running good for your bodies? If you run smart, it is. But if you don't, then it's not. And I know that's confusing because people are like, just go run. And that's good for some things, mm -hmm. but you got to listen to your body because if you run too hard for too long, and this happened to Ryan Hall actually, is he um, kind of ran his body into the ground and then it just stopped being able to give him what it could. So you got to be smart about it if you want to be running for a long time. Cause, and where you're running super important too because if mm -hmm. you're running on concrete every day, that is really bad for your we knees hate and joints. Yeah, so get be smart where you're running and how you're running and training is important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. definitely agree. Um, I hate running on concrete. Yes, so bad for I the agree. knees. Don't run on concrete. Do not run on concrete. Avoid Big concrete. no. So basically, avoid the whole city. And Pretty then much. <laughs> go to a trail if you yeah. can. Um, yeah. But not the trail by your house. Yeah, mm -hmm. not the trail by my house. The it's scary. Alpaca trail. The alpaca trail. That's a that's a no. That one in yeah. Jamaica, big nose. That's not the formal name, so but <laughs> but it has it. alpacas. It does have alpacas. So it's so. cool. Okay, so um, how do you stay motivated when you don't want to run? That is a really oh, <laughs> <laughs> school announcement right featuring Lisa Van Ostrom. Thank you. That's not Lisa. It's not. <laughs> I think it's Mrs. Dehan. No, that's the elementary. Oh, okay. Oops. Anyways, <laughs> revert back to the yeah. podcast. Um, I think, so the hard thing about running is um, there are going to be days you don't feel motivated. Mm -hmm. Like, that's inevitable. I don't, I have never met. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, everybody has those days, you know. And I'd say, like, um, that's part of the reason it's important to have goals, first of all, because um, if you're running for something bigger, it's a whole lot easier to get up in tired running shoes and go for a run than if you're just running for today, Yeah, if that makes any sense. And then I'd also say, um, like, remember that you have teammates, too. Like, that's another thing that's a big motivator for me, like, especially heading into the postseason is, like, you're not just running for yourself. Like, you're running for the, the good of the team. And, mm -hmm. like, so and it's kind of, like, almost like I think the body of Christ is, like, a good analogy for that, too, yeah. just because, like, we all have different parts, and if, like, one part isn't doing their job and, like, working, you know, then the whole body suffers from yeah, that, not just one person. Yeah, because there's that verse in Corinthians, it's, like, um, one body but many mm -hmm. parts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think it's the same for a team. It's, like, one person's not doing their part, then the whole team suffers. Mm -hmm. No matter – and that goes for, like, JV and all that stuff, too. Yeah. Like, it's not just varsity. It's, like, the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I'd say also remember your team. And then the third thing I'd say is um, – we talk about heart goals, and I think we're going to talk about that a little yeah, later. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just remembering that we're running, like, for something more than even the sport of cross-country or track, mm -hmm. so I think that's important, too. Yeah, I really like that, and, like, kind of side note off of it, when you were, like, it's not, like, if you don't do your part, then the whole team kind of, like, mm -hmm. suffers from it, but, like, I want to go on a side note, because that's, like, the same thing when you think you do so bad in the race, and mm -hmm. it's, like, and, like, I think I affected my whole team, it's, like, if you ran bad, it's okay. It's not like, like, it's not just like you're the only one and it's going to be like, oh, I we all lost just because of me. It's yeah. like, no, you could have had a bad race, but like someone else could have had a bad race, but the team teammates just not telling you. For so sure. it's like, it's the whole team has to work together. Yeah. It's not just your fault if you do bad. For sure. And we were kind of talking about this heading into stakes is like, it takes a team to win a state championship, yep. and it takes one to lose one. So we win as a team, and we lose as a team. Mm -hmm. And everybody has bad races. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't do that. But um, I know, like, for our team, one of the big things is, like, 
we love you regardless of whether you run 10 minutes or <laughs> like 40, you know, but we just want to know that everybody's giving their part. And if you do that, then we are happy with the results, no oh, matter yeah. what they are. So. <laughs> okay. So um, what or who got you into running and then would you run, <laughs> recommend running to others? That is a good question. So, um, oh my goodness, this is a journey. <laughs> um, so I actually was not planning on running cross country um, heading into freshman year. And I didn't run cross country freshman year. I ran track though. I was a big basketball person. Like I was all out on basketball. She was good at basketball. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but so then track season though, I just, the team environment that we have is just so special. And so I think it was just honestly, like all of you guys, like just the team mm -hmm. that kind of got me into it. And I like loved running as a sport. Um, I thought it was super fun, but I'd say like the team is definitely one of the um, biggest things. I'd also say shout out to Sadie if she's listening Woo! to this. Sadie. Sadie is like um, my sister. Sadie is like one of my biggest role models. And she has been into running ever since like junior high, like serious runner. And I just watched her work super hard at it and how dedicated she is and just the joy that she finds from it, and I just really respect her, and I don't know, I've just been really appreciated the mm -hmm. time I got to run under her mentorship or whatever, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we love Sadie. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like um, probably a lot of our team probably is like, you mm -hmm. know, Sadie, she got us into running a little. I think, yeah, like, not sure. just you, but I think she got, oh, I think she got a lot of team, and I yeah. think she doesn't realize maybe how many people she actually gets um, them into running or how many people she like influences sure. or like like Sadie's crazy she, like she's amazing awesome. yeah her and Ava especially like just the two of them as a team like they I feel like they were um the ones who were really like got us to take running seriously mm -hmm. like as a sport and yeah I don't know I yeah. just really respect it and Ava too like just they made a huge impact yeah and they sure. just made the sport so fun and then they brought so many good ways to like um to help us, like, remember God during our runs. Because like, sure. they started the Bible study. Because mm -hmm. I don't think they did that before. Yeah, I don't think they so did. that was really fun. You know, that kind of just rubs off on us. It's like, now they can realize, like, they're influences. Because sure. now McKaylee's doing the Bible yeah. study. After McKaylee, you guys will do the Bible study. Then it's our turn. Yeah. But, like, they're amazing. For sure. We, we miss them. Yeah, we do. My dad always talks about, like, what legacy you're going to leave. And I feel like Sadie and Ava really, and Bella and all the seniors, oh, yeah. really just left a huge huge legacy because I think that's something mm -hmm. that's going to continue after we graduate and after Michaela graduates yeah. and after you guys graduate and I think it's something that's gonna I don't know they kind of changed the course of the team mm -hmm. which is huge so yeah thank you guys if your dad is very wise shout yeah. out to Scott Daniels yes <laughs> we love you Scott um, so uh this is kind of like a really easy question but are you a track person or are you a cross country person there's only oh one right answer to this Okay, I love cross-country way more. I enjoy it way more. If I had my choice, it would Woo! be cross-country season year-round. <laughs> um, which one I'm better at, I'm not sure, because I honestly haven't been healthy for track season yet mm -hmm. in high school, so we'll see. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like I like cross-country better, too. Mm -hmm. I think our whole team is cross-country people. Yeah. It's like Harrison and Alex. That's true. They're track people. But they're also, like, stud tracksters, so I understand. <laughs> Super fast sprinters. Like, like they're, they'll sprint, and they'll be done, like, five seconds, and it's, like, me, me and Eva will be coming. It's, yeah. like, a minute <laughs> oh, later. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a lot of runners drink chocolate milk after races. <laughs> um, so, why do we drink chocolate milk, and is it, like, 
good for us? Like, what does it, like, give us or how does it help us? That's a good question. Honestly, I never took up that tradition, <laughs> so I couldn't tell you if why we do it or if it's good or bad or whatever. But I think one of the things for me, just, like, keep myself sane in season just because, like, I, like, I don't know, personally, I like to be super disciplined with, and I know a lot of girls are on the team are like this, mm-hmm. and guys too, but, like, just be super disciplined with what I eat during season, so I like to kind of, like, after every meet, drink, like, Gatorade, or, like, I don't know, have, like, something that I don't normally yeah. eat or drink, so. And those are really helpful, Gatorades, Powerades, mm-hmm. yeah, Body Armors, because sure. it just gets those electrolytes in yeah. you, because you can lose some during the race, mm-hmm. but, guys, energy drinks, big no. Yeah, big no. Don't <laughs> drink those, they're, they're no. not good for you because some people think like oh they do the same thing as Gatorade and it's like no they're way worse for your body so (laughs) don't do those um but I want to hop into some time faith and running questions so um how do you look for God on your runs and do you have like any tips Mm -hmm. okay so I was thinking about this question and I think I came up with three major things that I came up with and made me more we'll see (laughs) how this goes but um the first one I'd say is um, especially in season is I see God a lot on my runs through my teammates mm-hmm. just because like you're past people on the trail and you're like hey like good work and like all that stuff and you're just like um, and like even in conversations we have on easy runs you should not be having conversations during workouts if nope. you can work harder good. yeah <laughs> go work faster harder, run faster <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, just conversations we have with um, teammates and all of that I'd say that's a big one um, the second thing I'd say is um, through prayer, and this one's super hard for me, because I do not focus for very long <laughs> on one thing, so, um, one of the things that, I was listening to a thing with Craig Rochelle the other day, and he was talking about, like, breath prayers, which is, like, yeah. you ask God to bring names to your mind, and then on the inhale, you, like, think of the name, or, like, have God bring your name to mind, on the exhale, you pray for them, you can pray for them however long, however short, and that's more for, like, if you're by yourself on the trail, or whatever, and then just, I'd say, like, thankfulness is a huge one in prayer. Like, on the trail, like, we get to run on beautiful trails, and we do have awesome teammates. Oh, and yeah. We just have so much to be thankful for, and I'd say that's a huge one for me, too. And then the third thing was, oh, yeah, just, like, being in creation. And um, I really like Psalm 19. It kind of talks about um, just seeing God's hand in creation. And so go check that out if you want. Mm-hmm. It just totally changes your perspective, I think, yeah. when you realize just how I don't know God just blessed us with the creation we get to run in so yeah enjoy it I like the inhale exhale thing I've never Mm -hmm. thought of that but that's it's really cool because it also can take your mind off Mm -hmm. of something like during a race like you have so many things going off in your mind that's super cool Mm -hmm. to think of someone and then pray for them I really like that I'll try that one time I know me too Um, so so what is the ultimate thing we should be running for but like more importantly who should we be running for (laughs) okay this is a good one (laughs) first of all obviously gonna give the Jesus answer but it's the most important one um <laughs> definitely <laughs> Jesus and God and I think um because this is kind of something we talked about this season is like we don't run hard out of a place of like lacking um yeah. out of a place of I need to win this or I need to run well mm-hmm. or like I need to be accepted by like because I performed well but we run hard because um personally in like our faith I know a lot of the people on the team are believers is like personally in our faith um God just like looking back on my life and on everyone's lives like God has just worked so much in our life it's out of a place of like thankfulness and yeah. like gratitude and knowing like 
Ryan Hall says, like, we've already won because we've been mm-hmm. given the yeah. greatest gift that we could be given. And um, so just running out of that place, and that's why we run our butt off instead of, like, pressure. And it takes the pressure off and also is a good way to give the glory to God. And I'd also mm-hmm. say the second thing after that is we run for our teammates because yeah, it is very much a team sport, which mm-hmm. I think is hard to understand when you don't run it. Yeah. But – it is very much a team sport. Yeah, so. I feel like a lot of people sometimes don't think it's, like, the whole team. but Because we're, like, basketball, you have, like, different positions, and they all work together to get baskets mm-hmm. and defend. Or it's, like, running, you're all running at your own pace. And yeah. it's, like, but we have to work together, like, that's why, like, sometimes people don't like running with their teammates on mm-hmm. races. But, like, during JV, I know me and Whit definitely pushed mm-hmm. ourselves. So, like, Whitney would go ahead, and then I would be motivated to be with yeah. Whitney. And then I would go ahead, and then – we kind of like did that back and forth thing where like one would go ahead so then mm-hmm. we would maintain that speed and we would also make sure that no one could pass us so like yeah. if someone passes us one of us would go and run ahead and then yeah. that other girl was motivated to come for sure so it's definitely a team sport definitely and what's fun about our team is I feel like there's like a lot of girls who are able to run together mm-hmm. like even during meets and like I don't know about you guys but like I feel like during most of my fastest times, I've ran with somebody on the team, at least for yeah. part of it, even if it's not our, all of it, like, mm-hmm. for at least part Yeah, of I definitely it. think our team has pairs yeah. that, like, like you and Annie, mm-hmm. McKaylee and Jocelyn and Riley, Alex and Arison, mm-hmm. me and Whitney, Hope and Vivi, mm-hmm. where it's like, we all have a pair and we all run together, where, I know sometimes people don't like running, but at the same time, it's just so fun. It is. Because so <laughs> no one wants to just run in the back and no one's there yeah. with them, so it's always so fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, but... We already talked about this, kind of. You mentioned heart goals. Okay. <laughs> but um, every race, our team does heart goals. So explain what heart goals are, why we do them, and what do they mean to you? Okay, perfect. So um, one of the ways, the way Ryan Holt, he's the one who came up with the idea of heart goals, but um, the way he describes it is it's taking your focus off the goals you can't control mm-hmm. and putting them onto the ones you can. Because there's, like, if we're all honest, there's very little um, – parts of a race that we can actually control and like what we can control is like getting enough sleep beforehand and giving it our all in training and taking the proper rest days and did I say eating already eating good things or like whatever you know and we can control that but like when we're standing on the line there's very little we can do to control how that race goes yeah so instead of um having which like it's also good to have physical goals Mm -hmm. as well but like when you're standing on the line focusing on a heart goal is more helpful because it's a goal that you can actually control and what a heart goal is is you pick kind of a topic or a phrase or a verse or like something that's really sucking out to you and then you um just focus on that and you make it your goal so like if my heart goal was we'll say joy because I feel like that's a common mm-hmm. one then I'm going to focus on um running with a joyful spirit with like being encouraging with to my teammates and um no matter what the circumstances um no matter what the results are I guess I should say like still having that that um joy just because we've already won, like we kind of talked about, Uh you know? And, um, yeah, and because then you can totally control – well, okay, not always. Sometimes it's hard to control your thoughts, (laughs) but, like, it's way more inside your control to control Mm -hmm. your thoughts than the times that you get because there's – you can definitely do things to help races go well, but there's some days you just have bad days. Like, we all have bad races Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure, but, yeah. Yeah, I love heart goals. They're so fun. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of nice, like, 
when the teammates know what your heart goals are, like JV runners, we would try to memorize your heart mm-hmm. goals so we could yell it out Appreciate. to you. Um, and like you guys would do that too. They would yeah. be like, come on guys. And then they would like say the heart goal, but mm-hmm. like, I love heart goals. If you ever need tips, you know, joy. We, a lot of us did joy yeah. audience of one mm-hmm. happy feet, make light yeah. feet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> another so Ryan Hall thing, like all those. And those are so fun. But um, now I just want to j- jump into just some, like, faith-based questions. Mm-hmm. So in First John 3, 1, it says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. So why is it such a privilege that we get to be called children of God? Okay, I love this question so much. <laughs> so um, first of all, I'd say, like, if you – one of the things I've noticed as I've been, like, reading through the Scripture, I know this is, like, super common thing that we talk about, but, like, if you look at um, all the different names of God – like, I looked it up, and this is probably, like, I don't know how accurate it is, but it talked about there's, like, over 900 different things that God is called in the Bible. Yeah. Which just, like, blows my mind. And I think that shows us a couple things. Like, first of all, his total sufficiency in the ways we are not, because, like, he's 900 different things, all of which are good and yeah. holy and perfect, you know? And so then um, the way that – so some of them are, like, the Lion of Judah and the Alpha and the Omega, like, the beginning and the end, like, all of those things. And so what I was kind of thinking about is – um. As soon as you become a child of God, you put your faith in Jesus and believe that he died for our sins and rose again on the third day, defeating sin and death. As soon as you believe that, all of those things that God are, like the line of Judah, all those things, instead of um, all of that power being God's wrath towards us because um, we're sinful beings, instead, all that's on our side now, if that makes sense. That's kind of confusing, but um, yeah, so then he's now looking out for us and he's defending us, which he totally did anyways because he's like pursuing us. Mm -hmm. But now we no longer have to fear his wrath at the end of our lives because Mm -hmm. it's already been paid for. And I was talking to Mr. Mink about this and he was like, it's not anything that we have done. Praise the Lord because I would have like failed every time. But like um, just because God is so good to us and his grace is there. So I was just thinking about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. hopefully that made sense it's a little confusing no, that but... made perfect sense okay. another shout out shout out to Mr. Mink yes like, shout out to guys, Mr. Mink Mr. Mink <laughs> if you don't know he's so funny like he is not even one of our coaches but he was like hey you guys are a runner I like to run I'm gonna come and help yeah. you and he like helped so much on the team he, he brought joy laughter he was so encouraging and he helped you guys with those spreadsheets those like spreadsheets he is so helpful <laughs> yeah. like, guys Mr. Mink He's the best. Best person in the world. <laughs> okay. Um, so the next question is, what would you say, like, a child of God is? A child of God is. That is a good question. So I was thinking about um, kind of this in, like, my own life, how I've seen God as a heavenly father. And one of, like, the biggest things I'd say is a child of God is, like, totally dependent on him mm-hmm. because um, a child of God knows they can't walk through life on their own, you know, because, like um, – I've been in circumstances in my life where I'm like, I, I just, I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't, there's nothing else I can do in this situation, yeah. and so I think that's a big thing, and I'd also say, um, I'd also say it's kind of this picture of, my mom talks about this all the time, shout out mom if you listen, <laughs> but um, she talks about, like, um, when it, if you, like, sorry, let me collect my thoughts, mm-hmm. if, um, if parents are teaching their child to walk, right, and they, like, fall over, are they gonna, like, scream at their child and be like, are you kidding me? Like, you messed up again. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you should be able to walk perfectly, you know? 
Like, no, that's not at all what they're going to do. They're going to cheer that child on, and they're going to praise him or her, and they're going to just um, walk alongside them, you know, hold onto their hands and help mm-hmm. them to walk. Um, and I think that's very similar in our walk with the Lord, because I think a lot of times we think that, like, as soon as we come to Christ, we should be able to walk perfectly, you mm-hmm. know, in the faith. But that's, like, not it at all. And I think we have this picture of God kind of looking down on us almost and shaming us because we can't do it perfectly and being like, seriously, like, you messed up again? Okay, I'm going to forgive you this time, but but you better be careful not to do again. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, that's not his heart at all. Like, mm-hmm. instead, he's, like, cheering us on because he knows that every step that we take is one step closer to him. And he knows that every time we fall, that's, like, one one fall closer to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. being towards him. And so I just think that's, like, one of the big things about being a child of God is just God's, um, the perfect father also just, um, yeah, like he's watching over us and he's cheering us on and he's just so good to us. So that's kind of what I was thinking about, but yeah, that's really good. Okay. So two side notes. One, when you said that, you sounded exactly like Sadie. Like I was like, whoa. And then two, um, I like how you like use that image of like the child and the parent well, like, and that how God is, like, that way, too. Mm-hmm. But then that got me to think, like, that characteristic of God, I see in Noel, I see mm-hmm. in Becca, and I see in Joe, and I see in mm-hmm. Mr. Meek. Because it's, like, we all, like you said, we all have bad races, and we fall. They don't, like, it's not like Noel or Becca or Joe or Daniel or Meek are going to, like, yell at us and mm-hmm. be, like, so mad at us. No, like, if we fall or if, like, we're hurting, they're, like, they're going to keep encouraging us. They're yeah. like, keep going. You've got this. Like, and even if we like, you know, I had to, and Arison had to like opt out of the yeah. races, but it's not like Noel was out there just like yelling at me and Arison because he was so mad. Yeah. No, he was happy for what we accomplished. Sure. And he was like, he was like, you'll get them next time. So it's yeah. like, I see that characteristic in all five for of sure. our coaches that for we sure, have. Sure. Yeah. I think that's why we're so blessed to be like at a Christian school yeah. because yeah. We have awesome coaches. Yeah, and we have teachers the best coaches. Yeah. <laughs> um. So shout out to all our coaches. Shout, shout out, out to, to Noel, <laughs> Becca, Joe, Mink, and Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next question is, uh, when God is not here on Earth with us, and we kind of talked about this. I think I've talked about it with like Riley, Joel, and Carter. Like, obviously, God's spirit is here. He's mm-hmm. in this room right yeah. now, but he's not like a physical person mm-hmm. like you that I can just like talk to. I can touch him. But like when he's not here on Earth with us, why do sometimes people feel like God isn't here and how like well if you're not here I don't feel like your child Mm -hmm. for sure well I think one of the one of the main reasons is um we live in a very materialistic culture Mm -hmm. so uh for a lot of people like what you can see is what makes you who you are and it's what matters so like the house that you have the car that you drive, the clothes that you wear, like, that's a big thing for me. Like, sometimes, I don't know, thinking about it, I get insecure because I'm, I don't know, just, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. what you look like and all that stuff, It it's what matters, right? It's what's here. It's what's right in front of you, and mm-hmm. that's what matters in the moment, yeah. right? And so then sometimes I think when um, we don't feel God, it's not that he's not here, but when we don't feel him, it's because we can't see him and all that stuff. You know, it's not because he's not there. And something I was thinking about when I was thinking about this question is um, – what I realized is that between, I think it was Micah, I want to say is the last book of the Old Testament. Hopefully. <laughs> is it? Is it Micah? Or no, is I it? think it's Malachi. Malachi. You're right. I knew it was the one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in between Malachi and um, Jesus' birth, there was 400 years of silence. I know. And does that mean that God wasn't working? 
Like, no, he was preparing. No. He was preparing the world for the greatest gift he could have given them, yeah. right? Even though a lot of people would have, like, they call it the 400 years of silence. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe God was silent. Obviously, he was silent in the way of, like, he wasn't sending judges and, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. But he was totally working at that time still and working, um, preparing the way for Jesus, right? So I think um, that's just been encouraging to me because it's like, and so I think when we're in those times, we need to, first of all, just, like, acknowledge there's going to be seasons where we don't feel God near. <laughs> and that doesn't, um, that oh, sometimes that doesn't have anything to do with us. And I also think sometimes it does have stuff to do with us, you know, because we're not digging into the word and praying and everything. So sometimes we need to change our proximity to the Lord, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. he's, he's always the same. Um, sorry. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. always near to us, but sometimes we just need to turn around and yeah. <laughs> see him, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. And I liked how you talked about, like, during those 400 years, what, did he stop working? No, he did not. He was still working. That's, like, definitely, like, in our lives today. Like, some people are like, okay, I prayed to you, God. Mm-hmm. I asked you for something. Why aren't you doing anything? It's like, um, you might not see it, but God is always working in your life. He's always working in for you. Sure. You just might not see it, or he might just not, like, show you right away. For sure. Um, so how has God shown up for you during your hard times? Definitely. That's a good question too. (laughs) Um, I'd say one of the things, um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Lost my train of thought there for a second. Okay. Um, I'd say one of the things I went through a season, um, last year, I think where I just continued to see, um, God as defender of his people throughout the Bible. Like if you look in the story of Daniel and of Esther and of David and like, all this stuff, you see God as um, the defender of his people. And it kind of goes back to the um, question about him being our Heavenly Father, right? Because yeah. that's who he is for his people. And so I feel like I've really, um, just as I've seen um, his heart in the Bible, I start to see that when I'm struggling with things because I see how, and it, honestly, I don't always see it in the moment, but, like, looking back, I'm like, wow, God, like, totally protected me in these um, difficult times where I, like, didn't see him looking back it's like whoa like his hand was like woven throughout Mm -hmm. that season even though I didn't always see it in the moment um so I've definitely seen him and defender whether that be like spiritually like he is fighting for us like he's called the lord of hosts right so he's got like heavenly armies on his side so he's fighting for us spiritually I'd say he's fighting for us physically like (laughs) this is gonna sound stupid (laughs) but like (laughs) like even like in running and stuff like I want to say, there's, like, this psalm, and this is talking about spiritually, so it's not mm-hmm. talking about running, but it's basically saying, like, though the righteous may stumble, they won't be hurled headlong, yeah. right? So, like, he was, like, watching our every move, and he's, like, in another psalm, Psalm 139, it talks about he's, like, intimately acquainted with all of our ways, so he's, like, watching over our lives physically, too, and I'd also say he's, like, defends us um, socially and uh, just with people, because, and we don't always see that, obviously, because he says, in this world, you have trouble, right? And there's persecution and all of that thing, but I'd say in the end, it's like everyone, there's like every, I, I can't remember the verse, but I think it's like every knee, uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord, right? So even if we don't see it now, like he is our defender in the long run, right? Yep. So it's yep. like in the end, like people are going to know. So mm-hmm. I don't know, just thinking about that. Wow, that's really good. So, um, have you ever asked God, like, just the question, where is he? Where are you, God? For sure. I think we all do, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. And why do you think we ask that question? 
That's a good question. I think it goes back to um, kind of what you said about, um, sorry. <laughs> I think it kind of goes back to just he's not physically here. Yeah. Right. And and one of the things, I thought this was so good that Ryan Hall talked about <laughs> again, mm-hmm. but he talked about like setting up monuments um, to the Lord. And obviously that doesn't mean like make a pile of rocks in your room because that's not what he's <laughs> talking about. But it's just like setting up intentional reminders about how God came through in the past because it's so easy to forget like if you look at the israelites like there were so many times where like god provided food and god provided water Mm -hmm. and he like protected them and all that stuff and like over and over and over and over again they forgot and they complained and they're like we want to go back to egypt and want to go back to the slavery that they were enslaved in right and so then um i think that's super important to like set up and so then god told them to set up monuments so mm-hmm. that they'd remember the way he's who were he was faithful yeah so like um i'd say that's one way that makes it easier to remember so that you, when you're in the hard times you remember okay god came through here and here and here and here and i remember that and i like and it helps you believe that he's gonna do it again if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah and, like, keeping monuments, like, not, like you said, like, not making a pile of rocks <laughs> yeah. in your room, but, like, just buy a journal, write yeah. stuff down, because I know a lot of people like to journal, yeah. and, like, when you're going through this hard time, go back and look at those journals and be like, and be like, oh, wow, I forgot that God showed up for me in this, and that was way bigger than what I'm dealing with now, for sure. so it's like, he's always working, yeah. so um, how can we practice having faith in God and trusting that he will always be here for us? For sure. Well, I'd definitely say the monument thing again. I guess uh-huh. I kind of got ahead of myself there. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say that's definitely one of the biggest ones. And i also say bringing a community around you is super important, like the people you hang out with, because um, I think it's in your hard times where you really see who your friends are, kind of. Yeah. Because it's going to be the people who are speaking, like, life into a situation where you're really struggling. It's going to be the people who, like, come alongside you with an encouraging word, who, like, are proactive when they know you're struggling, not just kind of, like, sitting there, like, oh, I don't know, yeah. you know, but they're, like, being proactive, and, like, they, they're also the ones who can help remind you of God's goodness and mm-hmm. other times, and I don't know, that's one of the big ways that I see God in my life is just through the people around me, so just bringing, yeah. making sure you have, even if it's, like, one or two good, good friends, just bringing those people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good, and I, like, having people like just to help remind you um like having a discipleship person is also fun or like an accountability partner just Mm -hmm. to keep you accountable that's really cool so um last question but what is the number one thing you want the listeners to hear about god oh boy that's a loaded question (laughs) so many things i'm giving you like four weeks (laughs) um one of the things that i've struggled a lot in the past with just some anxiety around um feeling like I'm not good enough yeah and feeling like God's kind of looking down on me and shaming me you know and one of the things that I feel like he's spoken to me recent more recently is like I felt like he was saying like I'm not like you so like I don't rem- like he's saying like God's saying <laughs> not I'm saying mm-hmm. but like God's saying like I I don't hold these things against you I don't yeah. shame you I am not I'm not like you, I'm not judgmental, I'm not, like, my ways are higher than yours, like, right, and I think sometimes we can get that message from people around us, just because Mm -hmm. they're not always the most unconditional love from people, (laughs) we don't normally get unconditional love from people, yeah, all the time, but, like, his ways are just so much higher than ours, like, he's not like us, like, he doesn't hold things against us, when we, like, come, like, as soon as 
we believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Like, he no longer holds that against us, and he's encouraging us, and he's bringing us up. Like, I don't know, just having that that view of him, I think, yeah. is so good. Because yeah. I can shame myself, but it's like God doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Wow, that's so good. Well, we have had such a fun time on the <laughs> yeah. podcast today. That went by, like, really fast. We it had did. such a fun time. But I can't wait to bring you back on. Oh, thank you. Especially during track season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might bring you back with somebody. You never know. Oh, there you go. I could, like, switch it up. Oh, yeah. Um, But until <laughs> next time, guys.